Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. If you're listening to this podcast, and you are, you're most probably listening through a pair of headphones, which means I have the perfect sponsor with the perfect product for you. It's Studio, and they want to revolutionize the way people see headphones. It's not just a techie utility device, but also a stylish accessory. Generally, fashionable headphones tend to lack proper sound quality and the high-tech ones are bulky and not design orientated. Studio bridge that gap while emphasizing sleek modern Scandinavian design. They've created a product that matches the quality of even the highest rated headphones on the market for a fraction of the cost. To get a 15% discount on any of their wares go to studiosweden.com which is spelled S-U-D-I-O Sweden.com and simply put in the code DTD when purchasing a pair of headphones. Oh, and they make the perfect gift for Christmas. Hi, I'm Kate Madakani Aldridge. For now, anyway, I'd like to welcome you to Spiritual Home. As a client of Spiritual Home, you've already shown that you're someone with an enlightened aura. Someone better, like me. So, I'd like to suggest that you also support Dumpty Dum at patreon.com. If you do, you can get that extra content. It's the actual meaningful stuff, not the usual drivel. It doesn't matter how much you sponsor them for. I think they're pretty desperate, to be honest. Okay, patreon.com. And, obviously, if you ever need a vaginal steaming, you know where I am. Blessings. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Dumpty 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 this is Dumpty Down, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the vintage cider that is Robert Wilson, and with me I have the mouth-puckering bottle of acid that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of the Grundy's annual Christmas catastrophe, folks, is you. This week's Dumpty Dum is from Martin Greaves, Kerry Warbis, and two other people who don't even listen to the Archers but were very drunk. <laughs> and by the way, Kerry, congratulations. I, I saw on Twitter earlier today that she got the job. Yay! Woo-hoo! Yes, the drinks are all on you, or perhaps not. <laughs> Anyway, Lucy, if <laughs> someone wants to send us a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or discover that drinking 14 bottles of kefir a day makes you chunk up a bit. Then call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. I haven't written a Derek joke. <laughs> it just says <laughs> Derek's XXX. Oh, my God. That's you should be able to do this. Oh, with, uh, oh leave off. This is the most difficult bit, the Derek gag. Okay, can we uh, stop and, and not stop? We'll carry on. And then I'll write one and just do it back in and, and, and Royfield will have to put it in afterwards. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. God, embarrassing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's it. <laughs> 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 
Ah, well. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and to Derek for the back bedroom. Uh, Derek's at home at the moment with a warming poultice. Um, He thoroughly enjoyed the winter weather, uh, but he's now in bed with a frozen shoulder and snowballs. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. On this week's episode, we hear views from Claire from Clapham, who's dreading a wedding, with a spoon who wants a session with Ian, Auntie Jean, who wants Headley back, don't we all, and New York Nigel, who's still recovering from Brian's little chat. But first, <laughs> let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. <laughs> We began the week with Elizabeth at Lower Loxley telling Eddie that wrestling a penguin out of the boot of her car always reminds her of Nigel. Then over in the orangery, she was having a chat with Pip, who was telling her that her baby was 100% Toby's. You'd think that with all her vast carving experience, she'd know that it couldn't really be a bit of Alfie's and a bit of Toby's, wouldn't you? Well, it was Toby who bent me over the wheelbarrow, but I'd get get, get in the passenger seat of Alfie's car while it was still warm, so it might be a bit his baby too. We then had an interesting little segue with Ian as he jizzed into a jam jar to have his sperm tested. Ian's really got his hands full at the moment, said Piggy, with an awareness one would scarcely expect from a woman of her advanced years. Even Ian said, I don't know what my mother would make of this. Ian, I really don't think thinking about your mother is going to help fill that jam jar, regardless of what lovely woman she was. <laughs> However, it all came to naught for poor Ian, as it turned out he was firing blanks. His soldiers couldn't march up the hill and his little swimmers couldn't swim without water wings. While the rest of us screamed at the radio, why can't Adam do it? Adam suddenly woke up and suggested it himself. Hey, Ian, I could jizz in a jam jar too, you know, probably. Ian, mindful of the fact that his husband has recently beaten up a mobster in a car park and has his voice control permanently set on butler in haunted house, said, (laughs) now you are right. I'm not sure I can cope with another one of you. Brian put on his helpful hat and marched up to Ian saying, Sorry to hear you're a jaffer, old man, but don't think you're odd or anything. Well, not any odder than you are already, being a gayer and that. Hope that helped. Adam then made it slightly worse, if that was possible, by telling Ian that he couldn't be defined by a um by um a small physical What do you mean small? shouted Ian. The Grundys seemed to be indulging in some sort of League of Gentlemen darkness by starving the turkeys and playing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas to the poor bastards to get them in the mood for slaughter. To be fair, more than three consecutive songs by Nat King Cole and I'm up for a bit of slaughter myself, but that's generally when I'm in the John Lewis gift wrap department. Pat is making some sort of special trifle for Christmas dinner, said Peggy, unhappily. Well, if you do change your mind once you've tasted it, said Jenny Darling, you're very welcome to come to ours where I will be serving up an entire roast ox to feed the three members of my family who haven't fallen out with each other, left the country or gone mad. (laughs) The Pardita twins, thick and thin, are about to be 18 and Elizabeth's feeling unsettled. It's one of the hardest times for a parent, hooted Jill, seeing your children leave, fly the nest and settle 300 yards up the road so you can pop over to borrow a cup of writing desk whenever you feel like it. (laughs) Sad news, chaps. End of an epoch. Jeff is leaving home farm. He's been told to stay off tractors because he has a bad back. So he's going to spend the rest of his entirely silent life hauling massive bags of potting compost around in his brother-in-law's garden centre, which will do his bad back no end of good. If anyone wants to sign the leaving card, it's in my desk and we're having a whip round to buy him a bed and spinal unit. I don't know how many people are in this ruddy Christmas show, but when Susan was having a pop at Linda, it sounded like about 175 people muttering agreement in the background. No wonder Alan can't control it, a vicar who forgot he needed to do a nativity at Christmas time. Can you imagine what his sermons must be like? And lo, it came to pass that in the city of, um, of um, <laughs> what's his name, just off the bypass, certain shepherds in fields noticed a, a thingy, thingy what's it in the sky celebrating the birth of old what's his face the baby you know (laughs) at the stables shula was just for a change miserable all those two ever say to each other is what's the matter nothing what's the matter nothing it's like being trapped inside a harold pinter play in the 1970s but tis the season to get indigestion and ian let his crazed imagination run amok on the gay grable's clientele for his gala night Shula had a mouthful of Charlie's pockets, which consisted of a Trojan magnum, 
half a pack of Hall soothers and a damp Kleenex. Adam popped in to say good luck and discovered Ian outside. Lexi said you'd be having a crafty drag out here, said Adam. Well, I find it relaxing, said Ian, flinging his feather boa over his shoulder. Adam rushed over to him afterwards to congratulate him and really boosted his confidence by saying, well, Ian, now we've got your stupid job thing out of the way, we can concentrate on the really important things, like the fact that you've got about as much chance of having a child as Auntie Cardboard has. Congratulations, Ian. With a sensitive and tactful family like the Aldridge's and the Macy's around you, the last thing you should ever want to do is bring a child into their world anyway. The end. <laughs> you know what? Ah, the best thing about this week's Archers, apart from us mm. having to do this, was was finally finding out that Ian smokes. I didn't know Ian smoked. Really? No. He's always smoked. He's Has always he? outside having a fag. Yes. Is yes. He? Yes. Not paying attention. No. I wonder what I must be doing while he's out having a fag. <laughs> Having one yourself. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so you miss well, it. Hang maybe on, you both pop hang out on. one at the same time. 13 quid those fags cost me, Freeman. 13 I quid. I know, I know, I know, I know. There mm. we are. Anyway, that was brilliant. Cheered me up no end. Thank you very much for that, Lucy. Now, is there anything you particularly want to talk about? No, there is not. I'm slightly worried about the fact that I can hear myself back again, but is that because I've got my headphones on too high, I wonder? Hmm. Maybe you have your headphones on No, I can still hear myself. Never mind. I shall just ignore it. Um, I'm a bit worried about Peggy. Oh, yes. She had a bit of a... And I'm hoping that we're mm. not going to... Yes. Mm. Bit of a wobble at Febreze. He just waved a bit of um, Harmony hairspray up her nose and she was fine. Um... (laughs) Uh, I did. I do like her getting irritable with with Jennifer, and then it's a kick the cat thing, isn't it? Yeah. Peggy gets irritable with Jennifer, so Jennifer marches off and gets annoyed with Lillian, who then beats herself up. You mm. know, puts her boxing gloves on and bashes herself over the head, and so the long day wears on. Um, there did seem to be a sort of um, a slight miscommunication, really, between Justin and Lillian, because yes. I'm not sure Justin was going. That's it. Piss off. I'm never seeing you again. Yeah, I think he was he saying, said, he let's said, move said, on from this. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, Crikey. <laughs> I, I clean. I'd clean that uh, microphone down if I were you. <laughs> or is it all over your laptop? I turn away. No, I did. I turned away. Okay. Ugh. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Are we going to have some big wedding day? And also I'm a bit worried about Ruby. Well, yes. Do you think they're going to have some sort of deathbed? Rapprochement. It's either going to be over Peggy's deathbed or Ruby's deathbed. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, well, this is what I Maybe said. Maybe they on could Twitter. combine them too and put them both in the same basket. Well, they could curl around together and well, they die. Could, they could have them both euthanized by Alistair, couldn't they? <laughs> Can you imagine Alistair going, well, she had a good life. And uh, I'm afraid we, should, we just had to put it down. No, 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 it was Rose. It was Ruby <laughs> you were supposed to put down, Alistair. No, where's Mum? I wouldn't put oh. it past them. <laughs> No. I tell you, those two, Alistair and Anisha. Have her eye out for start. She must have finished filming Line of Duty by now. She, I'm expecting her to come back pretty soon. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because Rex came back down, didn't he? Was he in this week or last week? I can't remember. Last week. Last week. So. He just sort of popped back and said, oh, yeah, she's having a hell of a time, and then disappeared again. Mm. Yeah, well, she'll be, she'll be back in it soon, I'm sure. So what do we think about the piplet? As in, well, I think it's been, I, as predicted, she, she's, well, she said she's not going to keep the child, um, uh, so she's having a termination. Um, I, that, that's the right decision as far as I can see for her. And it, like we discussed last week, it would be ludicrous, or it would be un, mm. unfathomable if, if uh, someone of her age in her position... Uh, single with you know a career ahead of her would would put that all on hold for mm. for a child that she's conceived with a a dope like Toby. Oh, hang on, sorry, I'm being yelled from downstairs. Just hold on one second. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I thought that was my doorbell. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> hang on. Well, dear listener, I will I will keep you yeah. keep you talking while uh, Lucy goes off to see who was oh. at the front door. Um, I'm slightly worried that it might be. Um, oh. Who is that in the background? Who is that in the background? Can you hear? 
Oh, I love eavesdropping. There we are. She'll be back any moment now. There she is, coming up the stairs. <laughs> Better than the archer's sound effects, these, aren't they? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Sorry, that was my wine delivery. Oh, right, oh, well. <laughs> Where were you? Uh, talking about Pip's termination. Oh, yes. Happily? Mm. Yes. Why are we calling it a termination, not an abortion? Well, she said termination, uh, didn't she? That, her terminology was termination. Mm. I think Is that because that's a cowie type thing? Is that sort of agricultural terminology? I think that's what they call it these days, don't you? Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. I'm not very experienced in these ways, but I, I think they do. They call it a termination rather than an abortion. Because abortion oh. is... Is loaded, isn't it, with with yes, emotion? Yes, 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 yes. No, I'm I'm all for it. I just never, I'd never, I'd never heard it not called that, or particularly noted it not being called one thing or the other before. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm knackered. Oh, I've just run, sprinted back. I upstairs. could hear you. Yeah, I, I was just saying that um, the sound effects are better than the arches. <laughs> we'll probably keep that bit in because we could hear the chap talking. <laughs> And the sneezing. Yeah. yeah. Great. Ah, should we do Claire from Clapham? Let's do that. Hello, Ambridge3962. Hi, Dumpty Dum. It's Claire from Clapham here. Just very quickly wanted to say, first of all, congratulations on your 200 episodes. Yay! Um, and sorry, the te- technology didn't work last week. And... I've been looking forward for ages to how the wedding would fall apart between Lillian and Justin. And now I'm kind of dreading how they'll have some sort of mushy reunion and get married after all, which would be so disappointing. But I dare say that's what's going to happen, especially after this week's kind of misunderstood conversation. I'm pretty sure Justin wants to put the past behind him and carry on. Whereas uh, Lillian's interpreted it as he wants to move on and separate. Oh dear, why do they do these things to us? Um, and then they'll be all mushy again. And I didn't really enjoy that. And also, I just think, Lillian, do you know, stand on your own two feet. Goodness me. You've got weird controlly tendencies. Put a nip it in the bud. Anywho. Uh, it's snowing here, so I hope everyone uh, listening to this is warm and cosy. And I'm speaking from underneath a blanket, so I'm warm and cosy. And keep up the good work. Bye. Thank you, Claire. Oh, by the way, did you get snow at your end? Thank you, did you get... Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> it's down to minus eight tonight. Uh, anyway, so, really? yes, here. Minus yes. eight in Oxford. Yes. Why have you got all Frankie Howard? Yes! Titter you not! Yes, it was bloody cold yesterday, even <coughs> colder today, and I had the most miserable dog walk with horizontal sleet <sighs> blowing in my eyes. Whichever way I turned my head, it still managed to go in my bloody eyes. Um, yes, it was grim. Mm. But is, is Oxford looking all beautiful and... Well, it was. Snowy and It was, but it's all gone slushy and now it's started to freeze. Grey. So, yeah. Right. Ah, so now it's breaky ankle yes, time. Yes, I cycled into work today. Yes. But uh, that was all right. It was uneventful. Did yes. you? Well, the roads were clear. Good roads Lord. are clear. Just the oh, back okay. streets were a little bit dicey. But I, you know, right. I, I pushed it for a little while. But anyway, back to Claire. So... Uh, yes. Thank you very much, Claire, oh, well, for, uh, for your... Well, she said some kind things about uh, congratulating us on our 200th episode. And she said that it's about time Lillian um, stood on her own two feet, which is what you've been saying for a while. <sighs> yeah, about two bloody years. I think... Uh, I, oh, I still can't work out whether Justin is now being an idiot or just being unpleasant because he's being a peevish ass because... He does love her and he feels very sad. Whether this is just his true colours and he is just actually a peevish ass, <laughs> or, you know, whether it's the whole wedding thing and maybe they just need to not get married and just jog along together as they are quite happily. I never understand why people have this overwhelming urge to get bloody married all the time. Yeah, I know. Well, I've never done it, but I'm not very successful. Mm. I'm not even good at cards, so that, that, that phrase is... <laughs> Oh, I see, yes. 
So, no, I've never really had the compunction. Uh, compunction? Is that the correct word? No, it's not. Compunction is completely something else. I've never had the, uh, the urge to get married just because it just doesn't come in. But, it, but it's, I guess in Lillian's, in Lillian's situation, she's sold the house to... He's got the house now. It's, it's security for her more than anything else, don't you think? Financial yeah. security. Yeah. Yes. It, she just seems to have... You know, she's she's coming out of this. She's, she's looking at the situation as if she should have been able to psychically see what Matt was yeah. doing. Nobody could see what Matt was doing. We knew he was up to no Matt good. Matt is an extra... But what? Yeah, because yeah. he's Matt and he generally is. But, you know... I think she did kind of resist as long as she... Am I just making excuses for her? I think I probably am, aren't I? But it, she did sort of resist him for as long as she could. She, did, she didn't She did sort of rush into anything. He did pay her back. She did see that as some sort of, you know, new start. Um, it, but she's kind of taken it all on herself, you know, that she's responsible for what's happened to Auntie Cardboard. She's responsible for her mother you know as a knock-on effect of anti-cardboard but you know feeling feeling um um uh, uh but stressed about it all and it just seems to be that she's kind of taken on that that she is culpable for all of matt's actions because she's you know lillian because lillian does have a somewhat shaky um well, sort of not morals, but she she kind of does tend to push boundaries a bit and do things that's probably somebody wiser and more mature wouldn't do. Um, she does sort of lay herself open to guilt. So if there's any floating around, it seems to sort of stick to her. Yeah, um, I, I think that's probably why I, I said on Twitter that I, I yeah. identify with yes. her somewhat. Yeah. I've begun yeah. to see that. She doesn't feel able to kind of say, no, do you know what? not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> I didn't do that. Um, she sort of says, yes, right, what can I do to fix it? Mm. Because she, she is like a little a little um, guilt guilt magnet. God, I'll be interested to see what happens to Lillian then. <laughs> there, but for the grace of God, Robert. Exactly. And what a bastard yes. he is sometimes. Shall we... <laughs> oh, dear, this is a cheery episode. <laughs> If anybody has got any antidepressants to take, I suggest you take them before the start. Go, just take them now. Just pause, take them now. Oh, dear. Tell you what, shall we hear from our resident therapist now? I think we probably need, oh, we yes. need to lie well, down on the couch, do, don't we? <laughs> Hang on, here goes. Greetings, Lucy Royfield, Millie Bell, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. We had a beautiful snowfall in New York yesterday, putting everyone in the holiday mood in contrast to the glum tidings in Ambridge. Lillian and Justin and Pip and Toby figured prominently in the malaise, but I'm going to talk first about Ian and Adam, more specifically Ian. He did seem to be a bit on the ledge this week when he found out that he was shooting blanks, as he told and then explained the meaning of the expression to Lexi. One may understandably think that he was being selfish. After all, he had been all gung-ho about adopting an older child until Helen stuck her two cents into it. Ian noted that he felt like less of a man because he couldn't have biological children of his own. That belief would anger many people, gay, straight, or otherwise. He seemed to have opened up a small vein of childhood trauma and, more significantly, internalized homophobia. He referenced the early loss of his mother and an overbearing and disapproving father. His new friend Lexi's words were helpful, but I still will give him three free hours of psychotherapy as a Christmas gift. After that, I charge. Regarding Lillian and Justin, I've shared my latest thoughts on social media about this panto story of a princess and prince and good fairy. And regards to Pip and Toby, I don't know what's going to happen. Toby impressed me with his mature response to the situation. It seems like Pip will terminate the pregnancy, but why have the storyline then? Perhaps the writers are looking to 20 to 50 years in the future when Ambridge will have to be repopulated. Finally, a very happy birthday to Royfield, and thanks for a wonderful week of 200th episode celebrations. In the spirit of the second series of The Crown, I wonder if we received a congratulatory telegram from the Queen herself. Talk to you all soon. 
Oh, dear. I wish I could analyse things as, as, uh, as well as that. It's, I feel a little... Mm. Uh, it's not fair. He's got, he's got better tools than us. That's what I'm saying. Yes, of course he has. Yes. Um, I did think that was very in- interesting, the, the sort of the vein of when he's talked about sort of... That Adam is Adam is Adam is more of an open fighter than Ian, yeah. I think. Ian internalizes and Adam externalizes. Adam just goes around shouting at everybody and being grumpy and throwing things around, and you know, he's cross about Brexit and he's cross about Brian and he's cross about everything. And Ian sort of turns everything in mm. inward. Um, which is much worse for your mental health, really, I think, if you're an internalizer rather than externalizer. Um but yeah, I just think Adam is an idiot. Adam Adam isn't isn't I mean, we know Adam's an idiot, but of all the he just seems to have said every single wrong thing. I mean, when Ian's Ian is driving the they're driving in the car back from finding out that he's a Jaffa. And the first thing that, that Adam says is okay well as you're as you're a bit useless would you like me to step in i don't mind you know it's kind it's kind of you know I, you 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 had a bash at it and clearly you're not up to the job so so now let's uh, let's bring on the big guns i.e me you know and it, literally the bloke had found out sort of 15 minutes before yeah and then he could um, have waited a little he's while saying yes, to him, i agree yes like a year mm-hmm. or something um or let ian yeah. suggest it you know, but just wading in, and then he, Ian's in the middle of you know his one triumph, which is this gala night at um, bloody Charlie's pockets, <laughs> um, at Gay Grables, and um, uh, you know, and then even then, Ian's sort of you know basking in in glory, and and Adam brings it up again, and you think, shut up, just just you know, he's clearly inherited Adam's clearly inherited his mother's mm. sensitivity and tactfulness, hasn't he? God. I just felt so sorry for Ian, and you know the the way <coughs> the way that Brian knew, and um, you know just terrible, terrible. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. And um, but but that is Adam. I mean, we, it's not out of character, is it, for him to do this? No. But you'd think. If it was somebody he wasn't particularly in tune with, you know, like I could imagine him being a bit insensitive with Debbie, maybe, or with um, uh, Alice. But with his own husband, you know, you'd think maybe he might think, you know, how would I feel about coping with with that with that news, and what would I want to hear, and how would I want to be supported? You know, unbelievable. Anyway, yeah, I think we should move on because I don't have much to add to that, to be frank. Hello, it's Auntie Jean here. Hello to everybody in Dumpty Dum Land and a big thank you to all who did the 200th episode. It was really, really good and it was lovely to hear Headley. Uh, she's marvellous. We want Cathy back immediately, please. Thank you very much. We do. Just some thoughts for this week. Uh, Emma's got an enormous chip on her shoulder, hasn't she? So enormous she could probably build all those houses, new houses, uh, by <laughs> herself. Um, ridiculously. <laughs> well, I don't even... I can't even say, to be honest. I thought, this is just so over the top. She doesn't need to be going on at Johnny like this. Um, I nearly phoned in last week and said that I thought Ian was firing blanks, but I didn't, because I thought I might get on live. Uh, But never mind, that's what I thought. You'll have to believe me. I did think that. Uh, Lillian, (laughs) what are you going to say about Lillian? I think the wedding will go ahead. I think she misinterpreted what Justin was saying. He's going to forgive her. It'll all be wonderful. But never mind all of that, the big question is... Oh, I've forgotten about Pip, hadn't I? Uh, well, it's, such, it's going to be such a non-story if she has termination, isn't it? I mean, unless your mother and father get involved, yeah. forget it. Um, yes, the big story. The big story is what on earth is wrong with Shula? I don't know, she said to Alistair when he asked. So what storyline is coming up? Is she going to drop dead on Christmas Day? We can, but hope. <laughs> right, well, that's me, I think. I'll see you all soon, hopefully. Uh, in the meantime... Lovely to speak to you all again. Bye. Bye. Now, I've just had a thought. Bye. I've just had a thought regarding the Pip story mm-hmm. and uh, the termination. And what is the point of it? Now, to me, it seems that the point is that she will go through with the termination, but she 
hasn't told the family. She hasn't told David. She hasn't told Ruth.、Mm. But Elizabeth knows, and it、yeah. almost came out earlier in the week, didn't it? When she, when, when the the kids phoned Jill. Because they, because she'd lied. Liz, Elizabeth had lied that she'd said she'd taken Jill to the dentist when actually she'd taken Pip. No, she hadn't. The... No, 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 no. She hadn't. She she、oh. lied and said that she'd gone to the dentist because she was she'd gone into town to sort out a present for the twins. No, but I mean, but that isn't why she'd gone into town. She'd gone into town because she'd taken Pip in, hadn't she? No, Pip had driven herself in. That's why she was late with the beef. Oh, okay. So why did they? I don't understand why there was that really arch scene with Jill going. Really, I don't remember. Going oh, because because we're supposed to get all very excited about 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 presents, and no one's grasped yet that we don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, but anyway, I reckon that they will find out at maybe in a year's time. Who knows?、Um, and that will cause、uh, a great big hoo ha. Unnecessarily, they will feel uh, completely uh, outraged that she that they didn't include her in that decision, and that's that's why they're going to do that. I think. Right. Hang on. What David and Ruth will be outraged? Yes, David and Ruth. That Elizabeth knew and and、uh, that Elizabeth knew and she didn't she didn't、um, share it with them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I would just quite—I would pay quite a lot of money to hear Jill's reaction, though, <laughs> <laughs> when she finds out that there is a toblet on the way, a Toblerone.、Uh, I love the way Auntie Jean can be so rude, but because of the lovely way she speaks, it doesn't—it <laughs> sort of has this <laughs> veneer of coziness about it. She could say anything, could she? I murdered、yep. several thousand people today, and you'd go, "Oh, lovely, Auntie Jean." <laughs> <It's great. laughs> It's very true. Oh, who's ah, next? New York, Nigel. Ah, New York, Nigel here. Who missed、uh, Dumpty Dum live? I'm a loser. Oh dear. You guys no, you get、didn't. better. Nothing, like a、Nigel. second pressing、nothing. of tumble tussock. <laughs> naked fingers tossed in to give a bit of a rich mould. Love you, naked fingers. <laughs> And Brian, you can't keep your willy to yourself. Can't be helped. Don't you stop to think about the sprogs you generate? Don't straight men think about what happens when they generate a baby? The talk between Ian and Brian was painful. Gay people are still too afraid or excluded from normal to contribute. Brian lost cause anyway. No point in trying to explain anything to him. Jenny, darling, stupid cow, blabbing to someone she knows to be hopeless. They live in a straight and privileged, safe little world that makes me sick. And hey, bit of a state pip, meet bit of a state Ian who can't have children at all. Pip gets pregnant, throws it away. Brian sprogs children. Lexi leaves children on the continent <laughs> for financial reasons. Same gender attraction people don't have great moral models on parenting. <laughs> Lesbians do great; they've got more options. Gay men settle for being jolly uncles. Straight people. Have often made a mess of it, and gays won't do any better. But straight should admit that sprogging a breeder isn't the be-all and end-all. <laughs> What if Matt was in this story and fired blanks? So I'm not stupid enough to think that Pip will carry the Fairbrother Archer blaster sight to term for Adam and Ian. And dear Christine needs as much tumble tussock from Jimmus as she can get. <laughs> Nothing like a deep draft of tumble tussock, so long as you can get past Auntie Cardboard's mauve directoire knickers. Or do we think she wears baby doll or tummy tucking slim granny panty briefs? Ah, and then he got cut off because he went on for over <laughs> two minutes, unfortunately. <laughs> But he was—he was—he was away. Both barrels. He, both he barrels.、Was. The、yeah. man's a vicar. He's a vicar. I, I think he should be defrocked. Well, apart from he said very nice things about me. Yeah, all right. What did、They're、he say that、people. I should be? He said you were a tossed rich in or tossed off. I'm not.、So、he said you were a rich mould that needed tossing off. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> It's the nicest thing anyone said to me this week. <laughs> I'm going to New York.、I've, my two best mates there, Witherspoon and Nigel. 
Sod Christmas in Wakefield. I'm going to I'm going to Manhattan. <laughs> you and your rich mould. Oh yes. <sighs> Well, He's got no, a very good point. He though. has got a remarkably good point, and I was applauding, but I didn't. I didn't really want to interrupt his 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 flow because he was away. The man was on fire. Um, uh, yep, no, absolutely right. All these people who were sort of going, "Oh, what a shame that you can't have a child," you know. It's, it's sort of like, "Oh, well, you but you tried, though, didn't you?" Well, well, you know, <laughs> getting it horrendously wrong all over the shop. Um, you know, it's it reminds you of what an incredibly as a what did you call me a breeder? Um, mm. uh, as a breeder, it uh, reminded me of how very privileged I am, New York Nigel. Uh, but I did very much enjoy that. Yes, mm. uh, and it doesn't I don't turn on me. I know, I know, you're all right at the minute. But I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on what Auntie Cardboard wears in the undercrackers department. Thank you very much, Nigel. Oh no, no, no. I think. It, it sounded like, uh, on the original recording, he was going to go on to say that she's very much in danger of becoming a gay icon. Really? I, it did sound a bit like that, yeah. Auntie Cardboard, a, a gay icon? Well, I mean, Barbara Cartland was, so why can't Auntie Cardboard be? True. True that. Um, we have had some emails. Ah, yes. All right. Uh, Welsh Witch, who said... I think Pip will have a termination, much against Toby's real wishes. I think it'll come out with Toby getting drunk in the bull, crying into his pint, and the revelation will be heard by David, Ruth, Adam, Ian, Tom and Kirsty. Lord, <laughs> the, whole, the whole village All is there with there. their ear trumpets. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? David and Ruth oh. will lose the plot with Elizabeth, that's what you said, who will feel that mm. she should have told them about what Pip was planning. Ian and Adam will be angry as they would have adopted the baby, and it will reawaken the loss that Tom and Kirsty felt when they lost their baby. As for Justin and Lillian, I'm wondering if Lillian will offer to sell Amside to Justin so she can give Christine her money back. Have a good Christmas, everyone. Now, Welsh witch has got form for being right. Yes. She is not no. a witch for nothing. But Justin does own... Oh, Justin owns the Dower House. And yes. that was uh, about a million quid. Yeah. Where's the money for that? Y oh, well, never mind that. that. Will Lillian right. sell Amside? Because that's the thing he wants and that's the thing she said no to. But if she oh, does, yes. she's absolutely sacrificed everything for Matt, hasn't she? She's done exactly yeah. what we said. She's just chucked herself onto the funeral pyre to absolve Matt because of her own guilt. And she doesn't, she doesn't deserve that. No. You know, he was a I... con man and he conned her. And con, con people, they... They con everybody. They con the people they love as well as total strangers. Of course they do. But um, but Auntie Cobble doesn't need the money. Yes, she does. She's she's oh. brassic now, isn't she? Yeah, but, but I mean, she's got a pension. Um, I mean, she doesn't need it to live day to day, does she? I mean, she's not. Well, no, but Peggy, well, possibly, because Peggy said, oh, I'll look after you and I'll, I'll look after you in the laurels and all that stuff, because it seems to be, as we said before, it seems to be her main aim in life to struggle into the laurels, come what may. Um, not everyone ends up in a, a care home, do they? A nursing home? No, but Auntie Garbord actively wants to. <laughs> God knows why. Um, she can take over the Jack Woolley Memorial bench overlooking the blue tits, but I, d I just think that... Uh, I think that she does need the money, actually, I think, for her own security. And the fact that she's fretting about it so much and then mm. she's making Peggy fret and all that, that would be enough to, to push Lillian into doing it. Yes, I think you may very well have a point there, Welsh witch. Yep. Well, we shall see. You have been proved right before. Now, we have all been very remiss. Well, when I say we all, I mean me. Oh. I have not said happy birthday to Royfield for December the 9th. Is it actually Partly because his I birthday? It was, it was actually his birthday on December the 9th. Well, happy and, birthday, Royfield, um, from me and uh, from Lucy, I who has did just... did not send his card because I thought... Normally, I oh, it's too boring to go into. But anyway, I missed it. And I'm very, very sorry, Royfield, and I do hope that you had a nice birthday. Yeah. All right. Well, next time. Yeah. Next time I'm in San Francisco, I'll buy you a pint. And that'll be <laughs> in about three years. That'll be your entire present. For both of us, one pint <laughs> in three years' time. You buy time. half, 
Yeah, but you see the price of beer in San Francisco. Nine dollars. <laughs> you won't be drinking by then anyway, Robert. Robert. Um, oh, yes. Right. Rolf, I've just written uh, me Derek joke, so I'm going to go back a bit, so you're going to have to put this ba- back in again. Yeah, I think we should take an ad break. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And, and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Pont National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where you speak to friends and interesting people, the backdrop of great tunes, and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And now let's sit back for some social media from our veteran specialist, Millie Bell. Good day, everyone. Millie Bell here. The forum has been fairly busy this week. Um, we've been particularly been looking at storylines for the younger generation in Ambridge. Uh, we've been looking at euphemisms, true love in Ambridge, and what lovely things could happen to Cathy. So if you'd like to get involved in those, we encourage you to go to dumptydum.com forward slash forums and give us your ideas and predictions. Now, the Facebook page has been very busy, as it always is when we have very busy Archers weeks. And we started off with some predictions for Adam and Ian. And Martin Lightburn said, do a swirl. A bit of Ian's, a bit of Adam's, then they'll never know who the real father is. Why not chuck in some of Ed's tech cells as well if he's got any left? Well, really? Some people have got very vivid imaginations. Uh, Michelle Heflin said, Pip won't tell Toby, but will go away ostensibly on a farming technology course to hide the pregnancy and have the baby and will secretly have it adopted by Ian and Adam. And that was actually a bit of a common thread there. A lot of people thinking that would happen, but um, I'm not sure that I'm sold on that idea myself. We also had a discussion, started by Witherspoon, on what could go wrong during the twins' 18th birthday party. Not the family one, but the one in the flood bar. Alison Butler suggested Freddie's cool friends encourage a drunk Lily to take drugs for the first time. Harrison has to intervene, causing Freddie's arrest for poisoning his sister and the closure of the bull. Elizabeth blames Kenton for killing and imprisoning her children. David blames Kenton for struggling <laughs> to repay the money he and Jolene still owe at, for Brookfield. And Jill, worried that it will be a difficult Christmas, bakes some more mince pies. Uh, Al William says Alice attends the party and gets very drunk again. Pip is also at the party and Alex asks why she's so glum. Alice blurts out the news of the pregnancy in front of Kenton and Toby. 
Joda Banks says, someone will climb on the roof and fall off in an 18th birthday tribute to Daddy Pargita. Probably <laughs> as, as I'm sure we've got a functioning alcoholic storyline on the cards. Uh, we also told you that we were going to be talking to Kathy Perks, and I hope we sent a few that way to the podcast. Now, we also got very cross this week with Jennifer's tone of moral outrage towards Lillian. She was really enjoying herself at Lillian's expense. And, uh, you know, we had a bit of a discussion about that, but but really we didn't have agreement on that. And Leslie Greaves said, sorry, don't agree, about time someone made Lillian face reality. And I suppose I agree, but I just think there's ways we can do things. And I didn't think that was very kind at all. Um, also, and I think this was Witherspoon, said when Jennifer told Lillian that Brian told her about Lillian and Paul and that Matt had told Brian, Lillian appeared deeply surprised. I forget, did Lillian not know that Matt knew about Paul and her? And I must admit, I couldn't remember either. Uh, we also discussed the fact that in the middle of the week, Lexi seems to be after Witherspoon's job because she's very good at um, assisting people and acting as a mediator. We were very impressed with that. And we also had a discussion about whether Emma feels she no longer needs the younger vote anymore because she was so rude to Johnny. Uh, Tom Williams said, She's annoyed me now in the build-up to the election. Emma became a firm fan favourite. Why snap at Johnny like that? He's harmless and was clearly joking, poor lad. Steve Gibbs said, Emma's become the ambridge Donald Trump. And Janice Pope <laughs> said that Johnny was an easy target for all of Emma's frustrations with the world. A lot more on that topic, and we'd love you to get involved. Uh, we also said, after the last episode, oh, well, that's then, that then, it's off. And Dan Lord said, the way Lillian framed it when she spoke to Peggy was that Justin has had enough of me. Kind of missed out a good chunk of what had been really happening. Mm. But... yeah. I think Peggy will go to speak with Justin and tell him he needs to go and get his girl. As Justin no longer has his mother, he will listen to Peggy and go to reconcile with Lillian in time for a comedy wedding scene, thanks to Lillian having ticked all the wrong boxes on the lower Loxley wedding checklist, as if that could be a thing. Prosecco, not champers, a vegan-only main course, and some of Freddie and Nolatandu's mushrooms somehow getting into the mix <laughs> for a trippy Christmas cliffhanger. And Deb Thorne said that she'd had a teeny tiny birthday drink and she had a momentary panic when she saw the thread line and thought that Dumpty Dum was finished. No, it's not. I can assure you we are still going. And Debbie Kay said a naughty giveaway before the omnibus, but she agrees there will be a happy Christmas ending because very little happens in the arches without a reason. Ruby was supposed to drive them apart, but we'll bring them back together. Mm -hmm. Lots more on that subject. And, of course, we would like you to get involved. So please do. You can look us up on Facebook. Just look up Dumpty Dum and you will find me and Yokel Bear and Witherspoon. And we'd love to talk to you. Until next time. Hooroo. Thank you, Billy Bell. Actually, there's quite a lot of sense spoken and, and uh, nonsense spoken on the, <laughs> on the social media this week. Yeah, was, oh, I, Don't I, sound I, so I surprised. There often I is. Should, is there? Well, I guess it's because <laughs> there's a lot of nonsense on my Facebook page that I, I tend to tune out. <laughs> yes. Not posted by me, but posted by others. No. Yes. That's Facebook, you see. It's, it's a terrifying, scary place. It is. Right. Mm. Oh, speaking of social media, isn't mm -hmm. it about time you did the tweets of the week? It is. Marvellous. Uh, John John said, Tit come a mechanic. He must be nearly 120 by now. You had to add hay to the last car he drove. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, Dr. Sally Huxtable said, Pip, your whole life revolves around getting up early and milking. Having a baby will change nothing. <laughs> um, European squid. Is this Harrison's dream sequence in which he's a real policeman? <laughs> um, Anna Kenyon, when Alistair was going, But why are you sad, Shula? Because I am Shula and my face is set in the form of a dog's arse forevermore. <laughs> and tweet of the week, Karen Field. Can't wait for the denouement of this one. David, you kept my daughter's pregnancy secret, Elizabeth. You killed my husband. I win. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps 
is absolutely how that's going to play out. It is, isn't it? Yes. Oh, dear. But well, this this is going to be a New Year revelation, I guess. Uh, oh, God, yeah. I just want... Like I, I said on Twitter, and I just said... Why can't want... everything just be nice? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I yes. need a happy ending to something. Oh, the show, that'll be happy. Yay. Someone will murder Lillian, Linda. That would be good. I don't want... No, no, that wouldn't be... That would be awful, actually. Because Linda is one of those people that I, by by turn, love and loathe. And Emma's turning mm. into one of those now. Loved Emma with, with the election, yeah. etc. And now she's gone back to the old Emma, which I yeah. didn't like that much. No. No. Mm. Um, do, is, um, do you reckon that, uh, um, that poor old Johnny is going to give uh, Ed the job? He's going to say to Adam, give the job to Ed. He could do. But does Ed want a full-time job driving a tractor? I don't, well, I can't, you know, yes, I mean, he must do, surely, because, I mean, he keeps going about tractor work, but he seems to be, you know, dumped um, fairly regularly. So, you know, surely something a bit more stable and with sick pay and holiday pay and everything he would like, wouldn't he? Okay, yeah, I mean, I just thought he was a, a, a freelancer. He liked that, he liked that kind of lifestyle but maybe no, if he wants to get a mortgage and stuff he's got to have a permanent job oh that's true that's very true because i doubt mm. he's got six years worth of accounts has he or, or, <laughs> or however much no. you need i think you need um your inside leg measurement and a kidney at the moment to get a mortgage but anyway oh well i can provide it i can provide one of those <laughs> um do i need to do the patreon bit now yes you do If you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. Remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 031 3105. That's 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. You can find Royfield and Lucy at Dumpty Dum. That's at Dumpty Dum on the Twitters. And Lucy is at Lucy V. Freeman. And I can be found at Naked Fingers. And that's your lot. Happy birthday, Royfield. Happy birthday, Roy. 